I'll go get it. Hello, and welcome to our podcast, Digging Deep. I'm Roberta Walker. And I'm Michael Glassman. We're two landscape designers who have been working in the field for, let me tell you, well over 25 years. And we're still here. Here we are. And we're bringing to you everything we know. Well, almost everything we know, but we're bringing to you our knowledge and everything else. What about you, Michael? What are you bringing? Well, uh, hopefully some knowledge and our foibles <laughs> and lots of stories and also ideas to help you, your, your family, and teach you things about your landscape. Yeah, and this is such an important time. And um, before we, we launch into what we are going to talk about, I also, I have to, um, I have to bring this up because we're in Sacramento, California, and we are officially on lockdown. Um, people have been getting alerts on their phone as well to just stay home because the rate of COVID um, spread is so high. So this is an important time to um, to really think about your landscape because that's how you expand your space that you're living in. These are the times we're living in. And so we're going to share everything we know, every trick we know to make your home more peaceful, more beautiful, more lush, more green, and, you know, a bigger living space. Yes. And, and that, that's the truth. I mean, um, it's funny because when the pandemic started and uh, shelter in place started at the beginning of the year, I thought, oh God, business is going to bottom out and, you know, we'll be on unemployment lines. <laughs> and just the opposite happened. Um, this has been one of the biggest, best years we've ever had. And the reason is, you know, and I, I understand people are staying home. They're looking at their spaces. They realize they're not going on vacation and they're going, if I've got to stay here, I want to make it the most wonderful place possible. And if this is where I've got to spend my time and vacation here, I want it to be beautiful. I want it to be wonderful. I want it to be functional. And so people are turning inward and thinking about making their environment something amazing. Yeah. And what better investment than your home? I mean, Usually it's where we have equity, it's where we've raised our children, and um, it's the space to start with. So um, people don't realize that the outdoors is can be every much a part of your living space as the indoors. Now we're going into winter, but still I have friends that eat outside, they have outdoor heaters, and um, it's just a way to expand your living space. These are, these are difficult times. Right. In fact, um, in my landscape, I have an outdoor fireplace and I just bought an outdoor heater because if we do have family over, it's going to be outdoors. And uh, when it's not raining, uh, it's cold. So you move the dining room table right by the fireplace and bring your outdoor heater out there and uh, you put on a sweater or a jacket and you eat outside and enjoy. Right. And not only that, let's let's bring in the other aspect. Uh, to look at a beautiful garden is to really bring peace in, to your inner life. I mean, it's just, exactly. it, there's serenity, there's peace. Really, you're just going to unplug for a moment. So the, the more the more beauty you could bring to your yard, and it doesn't mean filling it with flowers. That's what we're here for. We're talking about plants and how to do it. Um, it's, it's a space you could relax in when, you know, the rest of the world seems like it's going crazy. <laughs> Absolutely. It, it, it becomes your own little, little Zen haven. And the reality is I'm, uh, my wife and I are in the middle of remodeling. And so we haven't had a kitchen 
for close to five months and it's takeout time and you know the restaurants a lot of them are you can't go to a restaurant you can't eat inside the restaurant even outside and so we've been doing takeout but our yard was done and so we bring home takeout and sit outside and it's better than a restaurant because we've created this kind of zen environment that we just love being there and um, it's it's something that I that to me, it's really important to impart to you. And as uh, Roberta was saying, it's a it's a it's a safe place. It's a haven. It's a place that you can go and kind of shut out all of things that are going on in your world, in your life, in in our all of our lives, and kind of um, relax. Just relax. And it's also a place, front and back, where you could celebrate the seasons by decorating. So. Yeah. My- well, I'm going to let you run with that for a little bit. <laughs> well, um, since we're well, first, wait, first, first of all, tell them about what you do at Halloween. Okay. Halloween is my holiday. It's, it's, <laughs> um, there's something about it. I don't know why, but I love Halloween. And so I go overboard. Um, I don't just put out a few pumpkins and a few scarecrows or, a, or a, a skeleton. I, I do a theme and every year is completely different. And Roberta, has been to several of the holiday parties, the Halloween parties. In fact, last year I did Haunted Gilligan's Island where I had a full boat and I did skeletons all dressed like the skipper and the first mate and um, um, Marianne and the professor and Gilligan. And there were lights and there were animatronics and it was pretty amazing. And for me, what I do is because I always do these big parties and I do these big decorations, we use it as a fundraiser. So we actually turned that party into a fundraiser for the food bank. But I love you know, it's funny. I love Halloween. I love decorating and I love when people come by and just giving them either a scare or just an experience where they they come by and they go, oh, my God. And that's kind of what it is. And it's really fun because especially at this time when there's, um, like I said, a lot of um, a lot of tumult and, and um, tragedy going on to go by someone's home that's fully decorated, whether it's for Halloween or for Christmas. It's just very lovely and joyful. And I have to say that for right now, you know, the holiday decorations, you know, for the for Hanukkah, for Christmas is is putting a smile on my face, you know, with everything going on, seeing beautiful lights and beautiful trees and colorful environment um, is so great. And and for those of you that don't want to spend a lot of money but you still want to do some really fun decorations. That's that's one of the reasons that I think this is such a fun topic. Um, let's talk about decorating right now for the holidays and not spending a wad, but doing something creative and wonderful that you might even be able to use. Okay. Um, do you have some ideas? Because I do. <laughs> okay. Well, let me let me give you the alternative before you go into the natural. So I, I have neighbors and it's their first, first home they've ever bought and they were a younger couple and they just they couldn't wait to decorate for the holidays, for Thanksgiving and Christmas. But um, a year ago, back when um, the economy was a little different, they went all out with this company that came and helped them hang everything. This year, they had to do most of it themselves because last year they paid somebody $1,600 to come put up all the lights and all the big blow up, you know, the air things. Um, right. 
of right. Santa. And um, now that the economy is what it is and their jobs are different, they had to do it themselves. So that's that's an extreme uh, and a more expensive route to decorating your house. So we're going to talk about a more natural and less expensive way. So go ahead, Michael. You could start with that. Okay. Well, one of the reasons that I'm I'm kind of uh, familiar with a lot of these things. In fact, um, I was out at a barn and um, where where I have a horse and and um, we did some decorating of the barn and people asked me. They turned to me and they said, "Do you know how to make a wreath?" And I said, "Absolutely." And the reason I do is for years ago years ago I had a retail store. It was called the Garden Gallery and we were known for our custom decorations. And what, one of the things that inspired me, when you go to Italy, there's there was a period, it was called Della Robbia. And, um, and Roberta, I'm sure you're very familiar with that. And they used the Della Robbia, they used a lot of citrus and they used a lot of, of um, magnolia leaves and natural leaves for their decorations for, uh, it was not only decorations, it was for artwork. It was how they decorated um, the, the religious figures and the buildings and everything. And, and so I got that idea from the Della Robbia. And, and one of the- add, Also add in that these are things that are blooming now. Yes, right. yes. So one of the things that I, I love to, to, to do is make natural wreaths. Now, sure, sure, you can see wreaths made out of uh, pine and, and um, you know, and redwoods and pines and, and all sorts of, but what about an idea of making a wreath out of um, fl uh, Loris Nobilis, the bay, bay leaf, a bay leaf wreath. And the neat thing about it is you can get leaves. Um, some of you might even be growing bay leaves or you can walk down the neighborhood and you can see bay leaves and you can actually cut them. And then what you do is you put them on a wreath besides decorating with it. And as it dries, you actually can use those leaves mm -hmm. as part right. of your cooking. They're, right. they're bay leaves. Right, right. And you can also, if you don't have a wreath, if you get some really nice branches and they're and they're still, um, you know, movable. If you have some some wire, you can make a wreath and just wire the ends and wire it all up together. So there's all all kinds of. You don't have to run to the store to get this stuff if you have wire at home as well. Exactly, and magnolias. Magnolia trees, there's a, a small variety, it's called Little Gem Magnolia. It's a southern magnolia, but a dwarf version makes a really good wreath. So does the regular southern magnolia. And again, like, like Roberta was saying, if you get some branches that are pliable, that are still, still um, uh, you can still mold them, you can just bend them and wire them together. And then you, you go ahead and overlay them with the magnolia and another really nice thing. So now you've got the backdrop. You've got these magnolia leaves that are creating this wreath, or you've got the bay laurels, um, but then you want some color and you can use berries. And one of the things that we use, even in our houses, um, Nandina. Nandina has these wonderful red berries or Ketoniaster, and we use them actually on our Christmas tree. We get a, we get, we cut down a uh, small Christmas tree, and for color, we use Nandina berries shoved into the tree or the, the Ketoniaster berries, and all of a sudden you've got color. You've got reds and oranges rather and than having to use ribbons. Right, and there's pyracantha. Just watch out for the barbs. Yes. And um, believe it or not, there's the dreaded 
rivets. Right now, they are full of their, um, they look like little black berries. But yes. um, if this is something that you're going to use for the holidays and then throw out, um, the privets, the privet um, berries are beautiful as well. It's a more dark purple color. I love that. And, and so imagine you're building on this theme. So you're using magnolia leaves, whether it be the, the full southern magnolia or the little gem, or you're using the, the um, bay laurels, um, or you're using a pine, and then you're starting to get color with um, some of the berries, whether it be the nandina or the privet berries. Um, and then think about taking some sprigs of um, rosemary. Um, and sometimes in winter, they're still blooming, but even if they're not, the scent is amazing and you kind of weave those in. So now you've got all of this, this rosemary and you have and these lavender. berries. Lavender. And lavender. Lavender with sprigs of lavender that are left over that they haven't cut back that you can start putting color in there. You're starting to build on this theme and all of a sudden this thing is looking amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, um, and then you could start like um, a wreath that I just saw that you had done. If if you have access to a dwarf, um, we call them punica, but they're pomegranate or regular pomegranates or lemons or cranberries, you could, you know, poke them with the wire and start weaving them in as well. And, and don't forget, hot glue guns are a great thing to have. Absolutely. Everyone should have a glue gun. And yeah. let me tell you something. When you talk about lemons, you can cut them. But here's a really thing, uh, fun thing that we found out at our store. If you take a lemon and you slice it very, very thin, so it's like the, the slices are about a quarter of an inch thick, and you put it slowly in the oven, maybe that you turn on your oven to 200 degrees, and you slowly dry them out, what happens is the, the lemon slices almost become like stained glass windows. Yeah. Um, and, the, and they're just amazing. When you put them on a wreath, you can even put them on a Christmas tree. You can hang them. And as I said, they look like little stained glass windows. They're beautiful. And right now, um, where we're at in Northern California and Southern California, this is true as well, um, all the lemons, mandarins, all that fruit is now heavy on the trees. And so you can also take um, mandarins or if you have little cuties and put cloves in them, you can attach that to the wreath and that makes a beautiful scented wreath. Absolutely. And amazing, like when you were saying, it's not only if you're saying, okay, well, what else other than wreaths? garlands or if you wanted to do candles you can take a big glass votive fill it with cranberries and cloves clove was a great idea put them around and then you put the candle in the center um and then um whether it be real candles or whether it be the the ones that are you know you can turn on and all of a sudden you've got this wonderful living looking like a living candle surrounded by uh, cranberries and cloves and you can throw some leaves in there and pyracantha berries. And it's wonderful. I mean, it's something inexpensive. I mean, one of the things that's so much fun is right at this time of the year, people are pruning. They're pruning their their um, all of their different branches and everything. And they're, they're putting them in the camellias as well. And yes, if, if you get pruned branches that have buds, they will bloom. Yes. Yes. So imagine, I mean, instead of buying the stuff, imagine just going on a scavenger hunt around your neighborhood where people have pruned or, you know, if something's hanging over the fence and cutting it. So you're not, I mean, part of the thing is 
just the fun of, of exploring, but part of it also is saving money. Why buy something at a florist and pay top dollar when you can get it in your own neighborhood? Not only that, what else do you have to do? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We're exactly. on lockdown. So take a walk and look look around. I mean, I'm excited. I mean, I've had a wreath on my door for quite a while um, because uh, the year before last summer, my daughter, we had a the, the West Coast kind of wedding dinner and everybody, you know, people love to bring flowers. So what I did is I dried them and made them into a wreath. I've had that on my door, but another cheap and easy way of uh, decorating is this is the time of year where your ornamental grasses are going dormant. If you have a red fountain grass or if you have miscanthus, um, I have this wild oat grass. And what I do is I just take bunches of it and cut it down and then I rubber band it and then tie it with string and then I hang them and then I hang them and I start layering. So you could layer these up and around your front door so really pay attention to what you've always thought is like, okay, it's a fall chore. I got to cut that down. Well, right. you, know, you might be able to recycle it into something really unique and lovely. And then at the end of summer, you know, put it in the green waste or compost it. And here's another idea. I mean, occasionally as you're driving, if you happen to be out in the country and you'll see tumbleweed, tumbleweed yeah. is, is a great resource because it's this big round ball of weed. It's that's why they call it tumbleweed. Grab it and then bring it home. And there are several things you can do with it. First of all, you can get a little bit of gold or silver spray paint and spray the tumbleweed. Mm -hmm. So now all of a sudden, instead of just looking dead and brown, it now has some vibrant gold, gold coming off of it or silver coming off of it. And then you can put little twinkle lights on that or again, berries. And all of a sudden you can place it around your garden, you know, or by your front door. And all of a sudden you have something really, really unique. And all, all you did was you collected it up on the side of the road. Yeah, that's right. And then you spray painted it. And a lot of those teeny um, LEDs, they come with their little battery packs. So you don't need to plug into a 110. You know, you could just have it twinkle there. And um, you know what? You'd pay for that in any of these big stores, Pottery Barn, Restoration, uh, Pottery Barn, Restoration Hardware, anything like that. You'd pay a fortune for these. And so why not use what's natural and what's on hand? Absolutely. In fact, uh, I will segue for a second. That's one of the things I made my own Halloween wreaths. I had seen in the store in, in exactly the same stores that, that Roberta had mentioned to you. They wanted $300 for a Halloween wreath. It had a, um, a witch's face or it had a witch's hat or something. And so what I did was I went to the dollar store and got some of these little skeletons. And then I found some little things and I actually using um, branches, I put it together and um, I did feathers and I made the most incredible Halloween wreath. The whole thing probably cost me maybe $10 at the most, at the most. And it was spectacular and I use it every year and I saved myself. I mean, I was looking to buy one of those. And as I said, I kid you not, they were $300. And what Roberta said, you're right. You go to some of these places, Restoration Hardware, and they're charging hundreds of dollars for these really elaborate wreaths that you can make yourself. You can make yourself and also you can keep the kids busy as well. And, um, also know that if you're going to be baking gingerbread cookies and shapes, um, poke a hole in the end so you could hang them with ribbons. You know, gingerbread, they, they dry out, but you can make wreaths with cookies on them as well. 
cookies. That's a great idea. And then you can eat them. Right? And then you can eat them as well. You know, just kind of like a gingerbread house. They get dry. But anyway, um, you know, have at it. This is a time to be creative. We're at home. Uh, whatever family we have around, the more you could find to do together, the better. And Exactly. Uh, yeah, there's so much available in your yard and in your neighborhood. So we're, we we urge you to to get creative and um, and also you know cheer up the house and cheer up the neighborhood. Absolutely, and you think of it in these terms. I mean, even a um, I had written a, a several children's books, and one of the things that we did in in one of our children's books, which is great um, for this time of the year, even even though it's going to winter and the kids are home again, is you can go to the paint store. Um, and get paint chips, and you can actually that that have color in them, whether it be purple or yellow or red or anything. And then you give the kids, um, uh, you circle one of the paint chips that you give them, and you say, "Okay, go out into our yard, or you can look around the neighborhood um, and bring us back some something as close to the paint chip, so they can bring you a flower or several paint chips, and either a flower or a leaf. Some of the leaves right now are turning incredible fall color, reds and oranges. And again, the kids, they, they treat it like a scavenger hunt. And then you can use those um, things that they bring back to make bracelets or to make amulets, or again, you can decorate them for the holidays. So again, activities rather than always just putting your kids in front of a television set or a computer, have them go out and, and especially since we're, a lot of people are quarantined at home, these are activities that, are, that, um, that, that give you some soul and give you something to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like um, Michael was saying, if you have some silver or gold paint, um, even a sprig of a, of a pine tree in your yard or someone else's yard, you spray that and put it in a, a glass vase and fill it up with um, white marbles. And you've got, you know, a beautiful little snowy scene there. So um, so that's what we wanted to talk about this this week is um, to bring cheer. It's a yes, absolutely. It. Yeah, yeah. And um, uh, there's no time like this time. And, um, I, I just want to follow this up by saying that, um, so many people, um, have left this planet during COVID. We're having yeah. huge numbers. And if anything, it's reminded us to create whatever joy we can in each moment. Don't waste time, you know, uh, being depressed. And I understand that so many people have lost their jobs and, and times are hard, but there's always light and there's always something to do, even if it's small. So we really urge you, whatever joy and light you could bring to the house or to the garden, we're, we're right there with you. And it's, it's very true, exactly what Roberta said. And I, the one thing I will say is in times of when I'm really down or I actually delve into design, I, I find surrounding myself with beauty or creating something suddenly gets my mood, improves my mood. And, and that's one of the things that I will say for anyone is surround yourself with beauty. Do something that, that involves something living, uh, whether it be um, flowers or plants or trees. 
um, it's something that that renews the spirit, and that's something that we all can share together. And that's and even these the the things that we were talking about. A lot of these reeds, they can't, it's not just for Christmas. You can leave them on your door all season long. You can use them after they're done with, for cooking. Um, they're things that that um, they're gifts that keep giving. They are. That reminds me, though, I, I do have to collect my little pumpkins that are out in the yard. <laughs> I, think I, need to, right. I think I need to switch them out. But I am going to make a new wreath this weekend. I'm inspired to do that. And I certainly have a lot in my yard that could be used. And um, in fact, I may make some for my neighbors, too. Wouldn't that be a nice thing? I think that's wonderful. And, yeah. and hopefully uh, we can maybe share some of our ideas on our website. If you have any questions or you want to know how to make something, um, drop us a line. Yes, we're at diggingdeep.blueberry.net. So it's www.diggingdeep.blueberry.net. And you'd have to drop the E, B-L-U-B-E-R-R-Y. No, B-R-R-Y. Oh, I'm sorry. If I'm not looking at it, I'm just, but it's blueberry.net. You're going to get there because thankfully the computers say, are you thinking about this? Oh, yeah, yeah, thank you. And then it's just click on that. Also, you could follow us um, on Instagram, Digging Deep, which is an easy way, Michael, for you to post that beautiful wreath that you um, did for the barn door. And yes, I will, that. whatever I do this weekend. And um, I think I might be inspired to bake as well. So just imagine bringing my neighbors a small wreath and some cookies. That's, I think that's good cheer. I agree. And I'm Michael Glassman. I'm Roberta Walker. And, and we are Digging Deep. Thank you for joining us.